for Jungle Tots team. And now let's welcome Danny, who's going to um, finish for now our Revelation series. Danny, welcome, my friend. It's an amazing song. It's this idea to keep in your brains the whole day. Very good morning. Can you hear me? Are, are you okay? Thumbs up? Yeah? Okay, perfect. Yeah, I can see on that screen. Very good morning. I want to invite you to open your Bible in Revelation chapter 3. Kids Church, it's amazing. I love it. All the games, everything. It's such a nice thing. Um, we are finishing today the seven, the, the last church and the seven letters for the seven churches of uh, Revelation. Today we are going to talk about the church in Laodicea. And let's pray for this. And I don't know about you guys, but did you see the queue this last week on Primark? <laughs> did you know that the Costa Coffee Shop, they were selling hot drinks for 50p? Can you imagine? It's a huge queue there. Well, my brother, he works there. He was mad. <laughs> I'm telling this because before the service, we have been praying. And Mark Kendall, he uh, shared with us something very important. Looks like, I don't know, uh, the people were talking about, he said, Oh, finally, I have my life back. Looks like all the anguish of the human soul is satisfied in shopping. Buying a new shoes to replace the last new one. Or buying a new book that I know I will not read. We are here today to talk about something that we are putting our hope and brings meaning to our lives. So let's pray before we go to God's word in Revelation chapter 3. We are going to read from verse 14. Okay, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this privilege. This word is not a negative word. It's not a word designed to hurt your people, God. It's not a word from a judge to a criminal. It's a word from a father to his children, speak with us this morning. We love you and we need to listen. We need to hear your voice, the powerful voice of Jesus this morning. Amen. Amen. I want to read with you. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, write... Now, I need to stop here. Um, to the angel of the church in Laodicea, <clears throat> all the scholars, I read a lot about this, and uh, all of them, they're saying, okay, the angel of the church probably is the pastor, is the, is the messenger of that local church, is to share that message with the body of Christ there, with the church there. Now, I know in our culture there's this sense of, uh, I don't know, despised authority. But in the New Testament, in the Bible, there is authority. There is teachers, pastors, shepherds, all of them. They are there. 
and they don't have authority because they have some special anointing and only this kind of people have this. No, 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 it's not this. It's their authority comes from the Bible. And, and here, there's a situation here. When we, I read that the angel of the church in Laodicea, right, he's talking about the preacher. And to preach, it's an extremely dangerous thing extremely dangerous. Let, let me tell you why. <clears throat> First, is danger for the preacher, for the pastor, for me, for Steve, for all of those who are preaching. is really dangerous. Why? Well, first, if we are preaching something that is not in accordance with the New Testament or with the Bible, with the God's Word, if you are preaching something wrong, we will be judged and held in a higher accountability and a higher condemnation, the Bible says. Second, if you are preaching or holding back from you something from the Bible, we will be judged. So it's, it's very dangerous to preach. But also it's dangerous for those who are listening. Why? Because if I'm preaching something right in accordance with God's word, it's your responsibility and you held accountable on that day before God. Um, this year, 2021, <clears throat> I will be 20 years of pastoral ministry. I start very young, lots of mistakes, immature, but 20 years, and many times I heard the people saying, I don't like the way that you preach, or the way that you are sharing this. Okay, that's fine. I believe that God still uses donkeys <laughs> to share his word. It doesn't matter if it's a donkey or a rock preaching. The, the real question is, what this preacher is preaching, it is true. It, it is in the book. To the angel of the church in Laodicea. And then comes the message. Let's read together. These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. So it's not a message from the preacher. We are not allowed to create a new message. The message comes from him. 15. I know your deeds. Can imagine Jesus look into your eyes or to my eyes and say, Daniel, I know everything about you and I know your deeds. That you are not, uh, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. The Greek word here, we don't need to Greek, is vomit. You say, I'm rich. I have acquired wealth. I do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched and pitiful, poor, blind and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear, 
so you can cover your shameful nakedness and solve to put on your eyes so you can see. <clears throat> those, pay attention now, <clears throat> those, <clears throat> those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. Wow. Just I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And this is the end of the seven letters for the seven churches. Now, if you're watching this here, I will invite you after this service, you just remain in the main uh, screen on the Zoom, and we share more about this text. If you have questions at the end, we are here to help you somehow. What's the problem of this church? It's different than the six previous church. This problem is different. This church was lukewarm church. You know, there was a guy, and he passed away in 1977. His name was Ernest Bloch. He was a German philosopher, Marxist. Under the influence of Hegel and Marx, he wrote something called, you can check online later on, uh, called The Principle of Hope. And he talks about the difference in hope and utopia. And, and he says, that guy says, he said, look, we are atheists. We don't believe in God, but we still have hope. But you Christians, you look like you, you don't have hope. Because we stop to talk about your future and the return of Jesus Christ. He said this. I don't know how or why or when we stop to talk about these things. In this very morning, if you're watching this now or later on, let me tell you this. This church, we are here talking something to you. Jesus Christ is coming back. And it's time to repent. And it's time to come back to the roots, to the basis of, of our faith, to the scriptures. And it's time to look at the mirror and say, I need to be ready. This is the message. And the problem in this church, first, they were lukewarm. It's obvious. You can read in the text. I was searching for something, and there was a survey that, uh, called YouGov, you, uh, YouGov survey, 2013, and says that 27% only of British population believe that there is something called Jesus. There's a God. And only 26% believe that he died the cross. It's massive. If you keep digging, you see... The number of Christians, uh, the young Christians, when they go to university in the second year, they are giving up their faith. But this is not happening with the Muslims or with the Hindus. And, and they believe in, in Shiva with six arms, but it's believing with us, with the Christians. What's happening? Look warm. There is nothing that hurts more Jesus' heart than someone who is lukewarm. He's not hot, he's not cold. 
There is no more repentance, no more weep for the sins, no more life of prayer, no more worship, no more inflame, no more passion. It's just, just another service. It's just another weekend. Ah, that's fine. We are Christian. And we look around and we start to use the other Christians as a reference, uh, as a reference for us and say, ah, I'm fine, I'm okay. I have a normal life the whole week and the weekend on the church online on Sunday and I like everybody. No. My reference is the scripture and Jesus is about to spit out. It's written, it's written here. No more lukewarm. Why? We will share this later on in the Zoom uh, 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 meeting. But there was another city and another one, and Laodicea was in the middle, and Laodicea was receiving hot waters from one place, cold waters from another place. Have you ever tried to drink more warm water? <laughs> the taste, it's impossible. It's not hot, like a coffee, like a tea. It's not cold, like a coke or water. It's, it's nothing. There's no passion, there's no life, there's no color. It's not good to heal like hot waters in those days, to heal disease. And it's not good to quench the thirst, to satisfy the thirst of anyone. It's nothing. It's nothing. Man, look at me. You need to be the priest in your home. It's enough, you're silent. It's enough to wait for something. It's time to you as a man to bless your wife and your kids, to raise your hands in your house, to cry out for the Holy Spirit, please God, bring something new to my family, to lay your hands on their heads or in their pillows or in, in, in the house. It's enough entertainment replacing God's word in our families. I am Netflix guy. I'm normal, but never to replace the throne of God in my kitchen, in my living room, in the life of my girls or my family. Ladies, it's time. It's time to stand and to fight for your family, for your relatives, for your parents, for your kids, to prophesy about their future, to asking God, I don't want lukewarm spirituality in my house because we suffer things that we have been tolerating for a long time. It's time to ask for something different from the Holy Spirit. It's time to fight in the spiritual realms, to say, devil, it's enough. Get out of my family, of my emotions, of my kids and their friends and their relationship and pray for their future. Fight for your family. We are in a war. This is not a joke. And preacher, all the preachers, they are not allowed to be entertainers. I am not here to spend the next 20 minutes, 20 minutes telling you jokes and then go home. We are not here at the end of the seven letters talking in Revelation to talk about your well-being, which is important. We, and we do this in another time. But now, this morning, we are, talk about, we are talking about heaven or hell, your salvation, the conditions of your family. Because 
This is serious thing. When we, I read Jesus sharing this with his church, I put myself there saying, God, this is for me. Second, this church, they said, I'm rich. I have everything. I do need a thing. There is a word for this. Uh, I don't know. Hedonism, maybe, is the word. Yeah. Is the pleasure as the, the main uh, aim or target in the human life. Pleasure. It's me. You know, there is um, the alcohol, drugs. They are increasingly important, not important anymore for this new generation. Where are they finding dopamine to bring pleasure to their minds? Online. Online. And there is a new tagline called YOLO, Y-O-L-O. -O. That means you only live once. There is a Latin version for this called Carpentium. That means uh, seize the day, enjoy the day in the life. Translating. Don't make plans, don't save for the future, just enjoy. Because you only live once. Pleasure, pleasure first. <clears throat> like I said, I have been pastor for, for many years. In, in every mad marriage counseling, is the same phrase, is the same sentence, the same phrase who is the main reason, I believe, of fights, divorces, arguments. It's my happiness. My happiness. I need to be happy. It's my hair. It's my bank account. It's my career. It's my future. It's my emotions. Everything's about me. It's Laodicea. I'm rich. I don't need to think. Me first. I'm self-sufficient. Do you know something sad? As a pastors and preachers, somehow we learned another way to evangelize people. A way that protects us and make the people say good things about us. Because this generation, they, they just want Jesus. If Jesus makes them feel loved and accepted, and this is true, and this is important. But when Jesus makes them feel reproved somehow, when Jesus asks them, you need to change your life, you need to repent. Oh, I don't want Jesus. I want Jesus who? I want Jesus like a delivery driver. I want Jesus like a waiter serving me because I don't need a thing. I need to be, I don't know, approved all the time, all the time. And let me tell you this, there is salvation, grace, mercy, new beginning, new life waiting for you. But before I tell you about the salvation and the heaven and, and all of this, I need to tell you about the disease first. The disease called sin. And I need to talk about this bridge called repentance and the cross of Jesus. And somehow I need to read the Bible against myself. And there's a price to pay here where I need to deny myself. Because Romans 8, 8 is written that those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. And if I insist to live this kind of life, if I insist to 
watch this kind of website if I insist to have a life, lukewarm life. My Bible says that I am under the wrath of God. There is one way and is here. Repentance. Now, third, Jesus says, I love those that are rebuke. Another problem. We don't understand love with discipline. We just understand, I don't know. We just understand love as a approved, being approved all the time. When love comes to limits, to discipline, I say, ah, no, this is not love. And sometimes we are doing the same with our kids in our homes. And here he's saying, look, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. This walk together. All of this is because I love you. Um, I remember years ago when I was, I was young once <laughs> and was really tough, the beginning of the ministry, because in those days, uh, their mindset on that church and denomination, they said, okay, you finished now your seminary, you're going to the ministry and your proof What's the name? The fire proof, fire test, something very is. You have to go by yourself and make this work alone by yourself, without support, without anyone. <laughs> and they sent me for 700 miles away from my city to look after one church and make this church grow by myself. What's tough? What's difficult? Because Surrounded by drug dealers, criminals, prostitutes, and all of these. Many times I was preaching, and the church was being stoned by people. Stoned? When they throw stones at us. And uh, fights and drunk people and dangerous drug dealers with guns and everywhere. It was a hard time. No money. <laughs> Trying to figure out where my next view will come from. But and somehow, I was full of vision. I was full of these hot waters. The hot that Jesus is saying here in Greek is saying almost boiling. There was something in my soul. There was something there. And I remember very well this time. But later on, when I moved to another town, when I started to deal with rich people, rich Christians, the guys with very expensive and fancy cars and clothing and all the degrees and all this kind of people, and I start to walk with business Christians and businessmen with another views, this point my vision became foggy. This point I lost at something. I lose something. I don't know. Maybe our problem is because we have too much. Maybe somehow some of us are saying, I don't need a thing. I'm okay. I don't 
revival ads okay, but I don't need it. My life is okay. And Jesus says, stop now. I love you. And you need to change. Verse 19. This is invitation to repentance. A lady uh, and a very famous, and I, I'm sure you heard this city before, Rio de Janeiro. A lady in Rio, she was a very poor, living in that uh, favelas, slums is the word in English, favelas, very poor places. And, and her daughter, beautiful girl, was uh, angry with God and with the, uh, the life and everything. We are so poor, we are so poor. When I get 18, I leave this place. I'm going, uh, I'm going to the city, the main city of Rio, and I will start my own life and all of this, and she did. One morning, her mom wake up in the morning, woke up in the morning and saw just a note, a paper note. She's saying goodbye and she left. Was a Christian lady. And she prayed a lot for, for this girl. And after a time, she went in the big city of Rio. She went in police stations and trying to find her daughter, but she was 18. And then with just a few coins, she printed her photo, her picture. And she was putting everywhere, and walls and everywhere in the city. The city is massive with the hope that somehow this could help. After nearly one year, this girl, she was coming from a very uh, luxury building in Rio with a man. She was now a prostitute. And when she was walking the main hall at this huge, beautiful hotel, when uh, she got out on the, on the street, she saw in the old wall full of graffitis, her photo there. And she went in that photo and she took the paper and she turned and was written behind. I do not care what you have done. Come back home because I love you. Jesus is talking now, not only with those who are not Christians, not believers, not part of Crowley Community Church, but with me and you. Come back now. We still have time. He is coming back soon for his church. It's time of repentance. It's time to come back to the foot of the Calvary. It's time to fill our hearts with this hope I want to see Jesus. I want to see his eyes on that day. I want to be there. This is the invitation for you. I'm finishing my speech now. There is a video for you. I want to ask you to watch this. Is a video, Ben? Is there? Yeah? I want to ask you to watch this and use this time to pray. At the end, we'll be here. You can send a message if you need help in this journey. If you need help with your family, we are here to help. Let's help each other. Send a message for us. Lord, I pray in this moment, Holy Spirit, this is your word. 
the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. This is your promise. We preach this because we believe in this. Send your fire to our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys.